Welcome to yet another episode. Uh, we are here today with Johannes Nuutinen from Demos Effect. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Um, so you work as a principal consultant at Demos Effect. Um, could you tell us a bit about your background and and what is actually Demos Effect? Sure. Um, maybe I'll start with a, just a few words about my background. So. Uh, my background is in social sciences. I studied uh, development studies as my major at the University of Helsinki. Um, before demos, I, I actually had my own own small company called Avanta Helsinki. Uh, we did corporate responsibility work mainly, uh, and and then actually Avanta was bought by by demos three years ago. So mm. I've been I've been at demos demos for three years now. Um, and my responsibility, as you said, I'm I'm a principal consultant at at demos effect. Which basically means that I'm I'm responsible for for selling and managing much of the private consulting work that we do. Yeah. So, so Demos Helsinki. Some people know it. Some some don't. But Demos Helsinki is one of the biggest uh, independent think tank think tanks in in the Nordics. Um, at the moment, there's I don't remember the exact amount, but over forty. I have over forty colleagues at the moment. Mm. Uh, Demos Helsinki does a lot of things, uh, but. Mainly, we do research, uh, public sector consulting, and private sector consulting, um, and all of these actually are are meant to make the world a bit of a p- better place. So, so we're we're working towards a more sustainable, more democratic society. And Demos Effect, where I work, is is responsible for the private sector consulting. So, so what we do is is do strategy processes. We do uh, innovation projects with with big companies, big companies in Finland, and and more and more abroad as well. Mm. Okay, so so you guys are doing pretty much like a like a really diverse set of things, but still guided by a certain vision. Sure, exactly. Yeah. So so we have a very broad vision of, of the future. We just want the future to be, be better than what do we have what we have now. Uh, and then with the specifics, we work constantly with our customers and with our partners. We're not here to push one specific vision to to all of our partners, but actually find <laughs> it together. Uh, yeah, yeah. For me, that's more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely makes sense. And 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 we actually like kind of more specifically, we are talking about client and change management sure. today. Um, how do how do you actually um, how do you start? So you mentioned you you work with clients and you do lots of projects. Do you have like how do you how do you start? How do you kick off? Kick off a, a project or, or or finding new partners or, or maybe yeah. the, mm. the well obviously the first first step is actually finding partners. So yeah. so. Although it would be wonderful and it would be a lot of fun, it's actually it's very fruitful to have people to work with and have actually kind of client organizations to work with because that's that's the only way basically to make change. Or we can change our own personal lives, but that's just kind of very limited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of the, the whole whole finding partners part is is relatively straightforward. It's it's basically sales. Uh, mm. A lot of people kind of. Frown, not frown upon, but are maybe a bit scared about sales. And for me, that's one of the most interesting parts, actually, of, of a of a client project. Because in the sales part, you actually get to to meet the people for the first time. You get to be inspired by them and maybe kind of bring some of your insights to them. Mm-hmm. And in the, actually, before the project, when you're kind of working on, okay, these would be the themes that we would like to dig into together. Mm-hmm. That's actually a point where you can actually very much 
shift the project. Uh, hmm. You kind of define the brief for the project uh, together. Uh, and then when you're, when you're happy with it, uh, you agree with money and then you kind of officially start the project. But for me, actually, one of the most important and interesting parts of a project actually happens before it. Mm. So it's kind of the, the sales part where you you start with a very open discussion on, on what are the challenges you're facing and what might the future challenges be and how to kind of dig into them. Uh, that's For me, that's the first and, and, and probably not the most important, but at least one of the important parts of, of a project. Um, mm. And after that, we enter kind of project phase. Uh, for us, a project always starts with a very traditional, actually, kind of a project kickoff. Mm. We have we have our team and we have a client and then we just kind of have a blank board and um, these this is the pro- project brief and what do we actually want to do with it and, and what are the kind of methods we, we will, will achieve the results we want to. Then to the very practical, the nitty gritties, how, how do we communicate with each other? When do we meet? What's the project schedule? Uh, what are the kind of very formal outcomes of the project, just to be kind of sure mm-hmm. that we're on the same page. And then after that, the project kind of, it should be smooth sailing from there, from from there, there onwards. It never actually is, but it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, if, if, if you if you may, I would like to kind of build on that. Sure. Uh, should be. So what, what happens during the course of the project? Like what kind of pitfalls do you have? Can you face or? Well, in a project, I mean, the most successful projects for me are, are always the ones that are are most messy um, for the simple fact that people are very messy. And when you have a lot of people on a project, <laughs> it's it's always harder. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of, it, it's a very simple fact that that every one of us have our own own ideas and own own challenges. And we're all, all afraid of change in, in some different ways. And when you have a lot of people working on something that they find important, then it's always messy you someone doesn't like some outcome and and someone doesn't uh can't make the deadline and and very very kind of practical normal everyday stuff Mm -hmm. but then you can kind of put that all together it actually makes kind of a messy phase and that's that's actually a big part of my work to to make the mess um not disappear but make the mess manageable that that's what i hope to achieve in many other projects, just kind of making sure that everyone feels that although it's messy at, at, at points, you kind of, you can trust, trust the process. You can trust that we're going forward and you can trust that we're actually going to make something perfect in the end. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that's, that's like a huge skill to master, like in a, in, in a project where like you deal with like lots of uh, or high level of ambiguity. Mm. How do you actually, how do you tackle that on a like um, interpersonal level? How do you make people feel secure that, you know, like this is, we are going in the right direction or like doing the right things? Sure. Um, it's a skill, but for, for me, I mean, it, it's, it's not that much of actually actual skill. It's more of a, it's more of a practice. So, so mm-hmm. basically the kind of the, the easy and short answer is that you just need to talk with people all the time. And in, in the very first phases of the project, we, we normally kind of, do our own own mini study of the of the partner organization. So, who are the decision makers? Who are the people who actually kind of might be affected by the by the whole project? Uh, who are the who are the people who are most excited about the project? Who are the people who are who are maybe not that excited or a bit mm. kind of hesitant about all the work we're doing? And then I'm I would say that in a normal week, I must be on the phone for maybe six or seven hours every week. So so it's kind of. I just call people and let, let everyone know that this is where we're at 
at at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're a bit late on something. We're ahead of schedule on this. Would would this kind of outcome be something that's interesting for you, or what are the pro- possible pitfalls? So just basically talking with people and talking with people and talking with people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the first and foremost thing for me in in, in project <laughs> or client management, basically. Yeah. Um, and then you have to obviously you have to be kind of a top-notch professional in, in all of the things you do kind of, you have to have the outcomes have to be good looking. They have to be neat. Uh, they have to be on time. You you have to kind of let everyone know what's happening. So basically just everyone who might be affected with a project should know at every stage where we actually are. That's, mm, that's mm. the important thing for me. Yeah. No surprises is kind of a very good. Uh, if no one gets surprised by a project, or the project kind of process. That's very, very good. Yeah. And we hope that people are, are, are at some point surprised by the, the great outcomes and the great kind of end results. But that's yeah. a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah, like no no like negative surprises or like this box of glitter or confetti in a meeting. Like surprise! Exactly. <laughs> just kind of, I like to think that if you want to be really, really radical, you just have to be very, very kind of mundane and boring with the practicalities and the processes and just kind of, have to blend in with the process to to kind of stand out with the results, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just kind of visualized in my mind kind of this Finnish kind of really faceless or like expressionless person <laughs> presenting something and we're actually doing something really radical here. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I kind of comb my hair back and, and put on the grayest uh, suit that I have. No, <laughs> no not, not really. I mean, obviously you can have a personality and it's... It, it's it's good good to have it, but you just have to be professional. That, yeah. That's the basic kind of the the first level of of project management for me. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of on top of that, when you're kind of you, you have that one on, under control, then then the second layer for me is basically that just kind of so if if there's project management, then there's another thing that's kind of client management. So mm. so that's that's very much kind of really understanding the the organization you're working with uh understanding what are the actual challenges and and how, how does the organization work uh i already mentioned about the change kind of the, the decision make makers mm-hmm. then you really have to understand maybe one of the one of the probably toughest thing for me is is often understanding the actually every organization has their own language somehow i mean yeah. some organizations like to talk in in numbers some organizations like to talk in 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 metaphors some organizations like to talk in in organizational models i mean all of these things are something mm. that you actually have to understand so that there doesn't there can't be a big translational issue between your project and the organization otherwise it just doesn't yeah actually do anything you don't impact the organization that much so that's a big part of kind of client management really understanding the organization what are their uh, problems, needs, uh, and languages? That's kind of the second layer for me. And then on top of that, that then the kind of, for most of us, the most interesting part, but then just only one third of the thing, thing is then kind of content management. So so what are the outcomes? What are the results? Mm. Well, how do we see society? What, 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 what are the societal visions? And what are the actual contents produced in the, in the, in the pro- project? That's always super exciting, super hard, but mm. it's, it's kind of the, the top layer that that's kind of founded on the two other layers mm. for me. Yeah. And and that was like like a really, really interesting point that you mentioned about these uh, decision makers. Because mm. like quite often we have this conception or perhaps misconception that when we have one person from the client side, mm. that's the only person we deal with. But as you said, like, you know, there's like, like the, that project has mm. an impact on many other people. Sure. So how do, how do you actually 
how do you gain access or how do you identify the key key people in the organization? Sure. Well, for me, the, well, the first step is actually asking the contact person. I mean, in mm. all of the projects I've ever done with any organization, you have a contact person and behind that contact person, you have kind of the, the, the whole organization and the decision makers and the and the kind of advocates for the project and the, and the people who are hesitant towards it. And that's kind of the basic case. So, so you never do the project for one person specifically. Yeah. Um, you probably deal with one person more than, than the others, but you have to understand the whole black box behind that, that person. But it's very simple for me. For, I mean, the first thing is that I ask, okay, so who are your colleagues? Who are the people who are, who are kind of making the decision? Who are affected? The contact person always knows the organization better than you do. I mean, mm. however brilliant you are, you're coming from the outside and you don't have the understanding of the whole organization. So, so that's your best and, and most important link, the contact person. And you have to mm. kind of, you have to make them understand that it's very important to you to understand the whole organization behind it. Um, then for me, one thing that's kind of, this is more of a mental thing or more of an abstract thing, but coming from the outside into an organization, um, the outside consultant or the outside project or the project team or whatever, they very seldom should be the kind of hero of the project. So kind of my job is to actually make the contact person the person who shines and the person who's the who's the hero and who who kind of advocates the project throughout the organization mm. because they have such a better position to actually make the change in the organization. So mm. kind of blending your own ego and, and being the... I'm not saying humble servant to your contact person, but in a way, just kind of understanding that they should actually shine in the project, not only you. Um, for me, that's kind of an important thing as well. That's actually really beautifully said, that kind of making them into heroes. And Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. How do you actually, because um, there has been quite a bit of discussion about kind of empathic approach to, uh, mm-hmm. like especially within within design, but also like the way, like it kind of echoes with what you have been saying. Oh, yeah, well. definitely. Yeah. So how do you... Like, I'm not saying that, you know, this is what you do, but how do you, like, how do people actually feel that, you know, how do you make it, um, how do you show that you are genuinely interested about their well-being and about mm. them becoming a hero? Mm. That's a really good question. I'm, I mean, for me, that's, that's even more of an interpersonal skill than, than mm. anything else. So, so this is only part, partly true, but. But in a way, just making sure that you actually listen to the to the people you're dealing with from the organization, be mm. the contact person or anyone else. Uh, kind of being an active listener, not just kind of not pushing your own own agenda. That this is how I. We all have a vision in the in the very beginning of the project, and the most mm. the best projects that vision changes at kind of almost completely throughout the project. Yeah. So that actually means that you actually have to be very humble. You have to listen to the people. Uh, I think it's also actually a matter of time, just kind of spending time with the contact person, spending time with the people in the organization. I mean, tr- it's basically a trust game. Mm-hmm. Empathy mm-hmm. and trust are for me very, 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 very kind of closely linked. Uh, and trust requires time. It, it's very, very hard to build a very good kind of level of trust and, and, and being very em- empathic if you meet for, for an hour every month and then mm. just kind of work on your own and, and, and send, send PowerPoints or PDFs. Yeah. yeah, it would be wonderful to just kind of do the powerpoints and PDFs, but it's it's a human game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and actually, like kind of building on that, like you mentioned about this, uh, the the project scope changes during the mm, project, yeah. and and you also kind of like 
mentioned about this co-creation, so kind of mm. keeping your client or working closely with them. Um, so how do you actually, how does it work? How do you shift the scope? You know? Yeah. Um, I think co-creation for, co-creation one is one of the kind of big things that we do at demos as well. Mm. So, and very practically co-creation for us is, is holding a lot of workshops. So, so it's very, very seldom that we do a project that's kind of, we do some outcomes and then we just kind of present them at the end. So, mm. so we have a lot of these co-creation workshops, which is, which are partly geared at, at actually getting, getting feedback and getting answers from the, from the partner organization. Um, and partly obviously for just building trust. Workshops are a good good way of doing that, um, and then if the project scope in a way shifts, it obviously just has to be communicated very well. So so it's throughout the process keeping people on board and, and telling them that this is actually what we're doing at the moment. Does this sound like it's very useful for you as well, uh, or is this just kind of our our own high flying thinking and, and and not actually useful in practical stuff? Mm. That's the thing. I remember I, I actually did one project that at one phase that. I think the project was super cool and the content and, and the outcome was obviously I thought that it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, the CEO of the company actually saw the, saw the outcome and, and saw the whole project the first time in the very, very final presentation of the project. Yeah. And that was just kind of classic example of that should never happen. He would have, <laughs> he, he should have seen the, seen the project numerous times before that. So that's actually when, when we know that the project is a success, obviously that one wasn't that big of a success, although the, the PDF was wonderful, but that just <laughs> didn't make it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 something that, yeah, as you said, it kind of becomes a practice. I mean, you have to sure. kind of do it and kind of have it in your muscle memory in a way that yeah, you sure. do it often enough. And yeah, um, I think like from my side, I mean, kind mm. of as a wrap up question, and sure, um, you mentioned again um, about this um, turning people into heroes or mm. even superheroes in some cases. How does it, so this is about like, to me that actually echoes about, uh, with, um, personal growth. Yeah, sure. So how does it, how does it feel when you see, you know, when you walk together with your client and you see that the, the person or the contact person actually has developed over the project, how does it make you feel? Well, I think, I mean, when that happens, it's, it's, it's obvious the best feedback for a project. Uh, I'm not interested in being, a, being with the organization for, for years and years and years and repeating the mm. same stuff again and again and again. If, if I want to do that, I would be the organization. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's the best thing you can actually see in a project that you, you see that, okay, these people can actually handle this afterwards. And, and the contact person is actually has learned from it and ha- will, you can rely on the contact person to take the project forward mm. ind- independently. And that's brilliant. If that happens, um, obviously that, that requires some amount of time. It, it doesn't happen in a week-long project. It could ha- happen in a three-month-long project. So, so it's uh, also kind of being there with the contact person and taking the trip together. And obviously, it's mm. not just. I, I have to say that it's it's not only about kind of growth in the contact person. I mean, every project or every successful project, you you yourself learn a lot, yeah. or you should yeah. learn a lot. So it's kind of a learning expedition done done together, basically. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like, yeah. Do you have any kind of post-mortems for? projects internal like you know what did we actually learn out of this oh definitely i mean after every project well actually practically we don't do it after exactly every project but we should mm. after most projects we we have this kind of not on the next day maybe kind of breathe for a week or so and then we actually kind of have this kind of after project meeting yeah um 
more often it's it's actually kind of late afternoon, so we have a have an hour or, or an hour and a half for reflection. So what was the best things of the project? What did we learn? Uh, what went sour? Uh, what are the what are the things we should be really proud about? And and very importantly, what what are the things we do next? So when a project mm. ends, it's not. Most often the change is not done yet. Mm. So then there might be steps you want to kind of follow up in three months and six months just to kind of make sure that everything's going going in line. So we kind of do that that kind of wrap-up reflection session. And then for me, it's also very, very important to kind of the reason why it's late afternoon. After that, we go for drinks or dinner or something like that. that yeah. Just to kind of wrap it up, uh, kind of be be proud <laughs> of the things that you should, should be proud of and, and just kind of have a small pro- party. It's... It's important for the project. I mean, projects are 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 intense and and mm-hmm. kind of big efforts. So you have to kind of after that you should should relax a bit <laughs> as well. Yeah, definitely. Now, what is the question you would like me to ask from you? What is the question that I would like you to ask? Um, so probably some of the the interesting parts of projects are are obviously also kind of regarding the the internal team. So it's not mm-hmm. only kind of client management, but it's also project management within your your project team yeah so maybe something related to that mm-hmm. basically it's just about kind of team management at that point so so, yeah. so how does that work actually pretty broad question i wouldn't ask that for myself <laughs> if i was being i was making a podcast but <laughs> <laughs> uh, because team management is obviously kind of a, a it's a whole different thing and a whole whole different type of type of ball game but it's actually very similar so so mm-hmm. within a team you are also or if you're lucky which which i always am that you have kind of intense and driven and and kind of powerful people with with their own visions so i actually would say that that's actually not that different from from client management or, or kind of mm-hmm. change management yeah. you have the team who also has to be inspired and has to kind of be doing the same thing uh, so that's kind of a whole different set of stakeholders Yeah. They work with you and they work closely with you, but still everyone has their own kind of visions for the project, as does the client. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of as the as a project manager, that's the kind of the that's the role of actually mediating all of these uh, different inputs. Yeah. No, that, that that's a good point. Um, and and my next question actually would have been like, oh, okay. what is the question you don't want me to ask from you? So I guess that's something kind of like asking like really broadly about team management, for example. Or... That might be, yeah. Uh, I did the worst possible question for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> There's a reason why you're asking the questions. <laughs> uh, Johannes, this has been absolutely delightful. Um, do you have any closing words? Something we haven't covered yet, or? Probably not something we haven't covered, but but I know kind of the, the or I perhaps understand the audience for the, for the, for the podcast, so I'm, Maybe just kind of a final word that obviously, or, or for most people, at least for myself, uh, the, the kind of project management part of of work is is not the one that I'm kind of traditionally most interested in. It's mm. obviously, it's it's a lot more fun to do kind of content work or, or thinking of abstract things or thinking about different futures and kind of producing content and the outputs and the results and so forth. Um, but for me, it's just, it just doesn't make sense to, to do without the project and, and client management. Mm. So so without that, we're all driven by by making some change happen or, or basically driven by impact. Yeah. Uh, so for impact, there is no more important thing than than the kind of the project and client management. Then on top of that, you mm. have to also be brilliant, but but it's it's something that should really be appreciated as well. 
Um, and it's also a thing that I would say that basically anyone can learn. It's not a, it's not a gift from God or anything like this. It's just, mm-hmm. a, as I said, it, it's a practice. So you just kind of, uh, in the very first days of my, my kind of professional career, I actually kind of, I took it to heart that every other day I have to talk with my client, which was not something I was particularly willing to do, or mm-hmm. it was not something that I kind of got energy from. But it was an important thing because that's how you build the practice. So anyone can mm-hmm. kind of, anyone can be a very, 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 very proficient project and client manager. That's well said, um, Johannes. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was wonderful. Brilliant. Really, yeah.